Pete. Hey. Welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, aka Binwabask, a Seinfeld podcast about the wonderful secondary and minor characters that make the show just that much more memorable. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we're back for another week in Season 2 of Binwabask, and we're going all the way to Season 1 again for the second time ever in this series, Stephen. Yeah, we have done the episode preceding this one, The Stakeout. Yeah, we that did. That was one of our first episodes. And it's one of your favourites overall. Second favourite so far. That's right, and you're number two. Yep. Yes, yes. So today we're doing the robbery. That's right, and that's episode three of season one. Indeed. Yes. Only five episodes in that series. That's right. So we're at the end of this, we'll have done 40% <laughs> maths and shit. Nice. 40% of season one. Yes. Nice. That's what I mean. Good. Not of the whole series. We're far from that. <laughs> oh, no. I think we've done 15 or 20% maybe. Yeah, man. Oh, well, not even. <laughs> yeah. So, Bidwabask is available on social media. Uh, you can get at us uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, at Bidwabask is our handle. That's right. And it is raining again. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Last week it rained. It, yeah. It's barely rained all week, but when we start recording, it starts pissing down. Yeah. The podcast gods, the godcasts. The god Pod gods. <laughs> The pod gods mm. have, bloody, uh, have bloody decided, Zeus. yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon Zeus is the podcast god. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, they've decided to uh, to make it rain as we're recording. Oh, it's all good, but nonetheless, it's a nice, comforting, relaxing soundtrack. That's where the, true. Wherever you are around the world, uh, you can sit back, relax, listen to the relaxing sound of rain hitting the, the ceiling, the and docile tones of our voices and the rain. That's right. Yep. Are that, you getting a massage? Well, uh, relax. Yeah, relax. Take it in. Just, uh, just close your eyes. You're, uh, you're in the middle of a beach. <laughs> you're in the middle of the ocean. You're lying Speaking on. of beach, <laughs> make sure you listen to the B podcast. The B <laughs> the double B. E, <laughs> not capital B. Yes. The B double E podcast. The B is for B. That uh, is accompanying this uh, episode. Will come out in about three days. It's yeah. a review of B movie. That's right. Yeah. So we're uh, we're doing another bit of bash reviews. It's our second one ever. So uh, yeah, we're basically getting. Anything which Jerry Seinfeld's been involved in or any of the other core four actors or even anyone else, any other secondary character or actor who played in Seinfeld, uh, you know, we're trying to find different films or TV shows or, you know, documentaries and we're uh, doing reviews. So if there's anything that you want us to do, let us know. Yeah, and that brings me back to finishing off our social media plugs. So Yeah, that's right. I talked about our socials and our website. We've got an email address, bidwabarspodcast at gmail.com and uh, we are available on iTunes for uh, rating and reviewing and wherever else you get your podcasts. I didn't mean to be an interrupter. That's fine. I think we've gotten all of the B puns done, <laughs> so good, yeah. we'll leave it at that. You'll have about 10 or 15 minutes of B pleasure when you listen to the second B episode. Okay, so. we're done. Yeah, we're done. We are done. We're done, we're done with Bidwell Basketball. We're done with Bs. The second thing you just said. <laughs> I've pissed him off, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, you haven't pissed He's me off. Triggered. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just done with the puns. <laughs> okay, We've gotten them all, all out of our system. Yeah, all good. So you, you've got two nuggets of audio this week rather than one. Yeah, so enjoy it. Indeed. Yeah. So anyway, the robbery. Oh, actually, I keep forgetting. We've been doing this segment for so long that I keep forgetting. Seinfeld news. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, in this week's uh, edition of Seinfeld News, we have four juicy bits. So, juicy. first up, over the weekend of October 21 and 22, Jerry and his lovely wife, uh, Jessica, they hosted their second annual Good Plus Foundation. So, that's their not-for-profit mm-hmm. um, foundation that they both run. That's right. Uh, yeah, so over that weekend, they ran their second annual Halloween bash in Los Angeles. 
Um, I actually put a, a, a photo up of their costumes on our Instagram. So you if sure you want to have did, a look. Yeah. yeah. So Jerry went as an astronaut and Jessica went as a waitress. So um, in the, uh, I guess, the press for, for, for the event, um, Renee Barr of, of, a, of a, I think it's a website called Extras. Okay. Um, she asked Jerry about a tweet that he put out, I think, the week before jokingly saying it was an obvious joke yeah saying that he would bring back uh seinfeld if donald trump ever got impeached oh and she she i want this to happen now. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you don't want it then you, you do want it now oh wow yeah that's what he said yeah oh but as but, but joke, as a joke lighthearted. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i think he's basically saying trump's probably not going to get impeached even though a lot of people do want him to get impeached so Seinfeld's never going to come back. Oh. And even if he got impeached, he probably wouldn't bring it back. He's no, made he it wouldn't. very clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, that won't happen, ladies and gentlemen. So. Yeah. So he, in, in the interview, when he was asked about that, he denied it will ever happen. And I quote, he said he was sitcommed out. He's done. <laughs> He's done. Done his dash. That's all good. Yep. And he also actually gave an update on uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's health. So, oh, yeah. How's she doing? Yeah. So about a month ago, she was diagnosed uh, with breast cancer. That's right. We, and um, we, we mentioned that in Seinfeld News. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. the day after her um, Emmy wind for Veep, her current show, um, she was diagnosed. And I think she announced it about a week later. Um, she, she said that... Uh, Sorry, he said that she's doing fine. Great. Um, and that she's got a lot of support around her. That's good. And she's getting on with it. Good. So, yeah. Good I on think, you, Julia. I think she'll be fine. Yeah, good on you. Yep. So, another thing happened during the week. So, the Michigan... <laughs> this is a bit obscure, actually. The Michigan Economic Development Corporation. They M- want... Medic. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> Add an I in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you've got Medic. Um, or me dick. Me dick. <laughs> me dick. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, me dick. Ah, uh, me dick. That's $900 dues. $900 dues for the dick. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's that's pretty um steep, but you, know, is... you, you probably got a great dick. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, the Michigan... <laughs> Economic Development Corporation. Me dick. Me dick. I was going to call him. <laughs> call him me so dick. Ivan's, Ivan's dick launched a web series <laughs> through the week. It's more talented than I am. <laughs> it's got a lot of time <laughs> on its hands. Do dicks have hands? Anyway. A bit one-eyed, but, you know, he's all right. Uh, <laughs> anyway. The... <laughs> Ivan's Dick through the week launched a web series called Entrepreneurs in <laughs> Elevators. And uh, in their in their little press blurb about it, they said that it was actually inspired by Jerry Seinfeld's series, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Um, the idea behind the series is to highlight the state's entre- entrepreneurial <laughs> I'm ecosystem. Done. I'm done. Uh, oh, I'm trying to get through this. Okay. No, we will. Yeah, we will. So it sounds really fucking dull. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll give it a chance. I watched a video with the CEO of one of the companies featured in the series. The company powder have, have invented a, a really revolutionary way to powder coat wood. Okay. I couldn't think of anything more fucking dull or boring <laughs> than an interview with the CEO of a company <laughs> I mean, who I, powder coats wood. I mean, I've heard of watching paint dry, but watching powder coat dry <laughs> on wood, that's like yeah. the second worst thing. I'd rather watch the powder coat dry than have someone explain the technical aspects of their powder coating process oh, and why it's better than normal. That's worse than being explained about cardboard boxes in the cardboard box factory. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> in The Simpsons. Yeah, and other than being boring, it was actually quite misleading and I've okay. got a bone to pick. If I was an elderly person, I'd probably write an angrily worded letter. Dear ABC. Exactly. Dear yeah. Ivan Stick. <laughs> 
<laughs> me dick. Me dick. It's, it's called Entrepreneurs in Elevators. So you would think that most of the interview would happen in an elevator. Yeah. No, I think it went for seven or eight minutes. One minute, if that, occurred yeah. in an elevator. Right. The rest occurred in a coffee shop. I'm like, call it call it entrepreneurs in coffee shops. Or entrepreneurs in cars getting coffee. Yeah. Or <laughs> entrepreneurs in elevators who then go into cars to drive to the coffee shop to talk about their really boring fucking businesses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the most obscure piece of Seinfeld news I've ever reported on. That is incredible. Yep. So obscure. Yep. Well done, me dick. <laughs> also recently... <laughs> Sarah Huckabee. He's give, he's, in case you're wondering, he's actually he's giving me the middle finger. You know how people put it. You, you give me the middle finger like this. That's a Seinfeldism for you. That is a Seinfeldism, yeah. You when know, the, the waitress yeah, does it to George. Does it to George? I think you were doing that to me. No, I wasn't. <gasps> if I was, it wasn't conscious. No, oh my just, God. Anyway. I've rolled him up the wrong way. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm good. <laughs> so the third bit of news recently, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is the White House press secretary... Is that um, Colonel Sanders' daughter? Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. She holds the recipe. Yeah. The secret recipe. A lot of secrets, herbs yep. and spices. Mm. Yeah. Yep. She recently said in an interview that it was okay for General John Kelly, who is the White House Chief of Staff, he's a former general. He said it was okay to... for John. Basically, John Kelly lied. I don't want to get too political because I do rant a bit, but I'll, I'll try and restrain myself. Yeah. John Kelly basically lied, like completely and utterly lied about... Um, claims made by a woman whose son was killed in, uh, I think, the Congo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of... and Yeah. And uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, basically said that it was okay because that was how he's... It's kind of like alternative facts. Yeah, yeah. Alternative facts. That's how he felt about the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that makes it okay. Yeah. You can just make up a story because that's how he interpreted something. That's his way of looking at things. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's just fabricated completely yeah i gotcha anyway um without going into that situation too much um a lot of the the reports um and the articles about the about this whole sort of thing it happened a couple of weeks ago compared it uh, a lot to jerry lying like uh oh, yeah. or jerry trying to lie like a stanza yeah in the beard it's not a, a lie of, if you believe it that quote was probably in three out of the four articles i yeah. read about it yeah mm-hmm. um yeah because it's basically the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. if you believe it, or if you make other people think that, you know, you believe it, it's not a lie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, an interesting link to Seinfeld. There you go. Yeah. And we actually did the beard a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we did. So, so listen so. to that one if you haven't already. Yeah. So, we yeah, talk yeah. about that. So, this is by far the most, uh, you know, Seinfeld news this week. So, And vo- by the way, when, when Stephen mentions these articles, I have no idea. He never tells me. Until we're on air, so uh, it's a surprise for me as well, well as you. They are on the internet. You can look them up. Um, but you're the good. You're the news anchor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Oh no! Look, I, I I see some once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, you yeah. do send me some links through every yeah, so often. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. So this is by far and away the best thing out of this week's news. So recently, uh, Vulture, who were like a culture magazine, culture publication, I hated their list of Seinfeld episodes. Mm. Don't get me started on them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Worse. Hopefully they make up for it with this. So last week they put out an oral history of the contest, which is probably one of the most popular, um, if not most infamous, mm-hmm. Seinfeld episodes. One of the best episodes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it it sort of took the show from, it took it to its you know its ultimate heights. I think I gave actually this article sounds familiar. Didn't I give you this one? Yeah. 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 So you sent me a link. That's right. To an article that focused on a few bits and pieces from this oral history. Oh sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. Yeah. So. 
because it's um, the four, I think in a week or so it's the 25th anniversary of its airing yeah and because it was such a monumental episode for the show when's the anniversary is it soon uh, should we gotta I do it didn't actually oh, take on. down the note I'll find out because I tell you what we can line it up to be an episode okay I reckon we should do it on the 25th anniversary sounds good oh I'll find out the date hang on anyway keep cool. going yeah yeah so um, they yeah so they put out a really uh, comprehensive oral history of the, of the episode itself um, in it, they talked to Larry David. He wrote it. Michael Richards, who obviously played Kramer. Uh, Tom Sharones, who directed the episode. Um, and also Warren Littlefield, who was a former president of NBC. Oh, yeah. He was the president at the time. Um, as well as a number of other people. So other actors and people involved in the production and the writing and stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, and also, like, um, you know, like people who are famous now and what, what the episode meant to them as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a quite a long article, and I found it really interesting. So they talk about the development of it, the production of it, how boundary-pushing uh, it was, and also sort of the ramifications of the episode. Yeah. I'll actually put a link to it in our show notes. Um, the biggest thing, however, that came out of the article is uh, when they were talking to Larry David, he actually admitted that he was ready to quit the show if NBC wouldn't let the contest go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so this is the thing that you sent That's me. That's right. Just a lot of, a lot of articles about... Uh, about this focused on that one thing because it was by far the biggest kind of part of it. Oh, yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So um, he said that he'd kept the script secret from everyone until the table read. I think only him and maybe Jerry knew about it because he was co-writing. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, it was all sort of... It all came out during the table read with all the actors and all the crew that were around. Yeah. Um, Rain started again. Rain started again and it's sunny outside. Yeah. Work this one out. Yeah. I hate yeah. sun showers, man. It's Melbourne. Oh, well, anyway, let's, let's try and speak over the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, no. So, <laughs> but basically they got away with it and there was no, no qualms from any of the executives. He was really worried that, you know, the management at NBC would just flip, flip the lids. Yeah. But because they don't say masturbation, mm-hmm. the word, you know, That's it's right. all implied. That's right. Um, the, yeah, there was no problems from any of the executives at all. Um, yeah, and like I said, it went on to take the show to a whole new level. Yep. Apparently, the original script did say masturbation once. It did, but they, they weren't happy with it. Yeah, so they, mm-hmm. they, they got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, and they were happy with the way the episode was because there was no, ref- no it was references, but it wasn't explicitly. Yeah, and they I didn't mean, say the word masturbation. Even, yeah. if, even if you know any of the executives or the staff were privately a bit apprehensive about filming it and putting it to air, when they would have seen the ratings of the show and just the popularity skyrocket after the episode, you know, it's like... They wouldn't care after that. It's like, yeah, if it's a bit controversial, but we're making shitloads more cash. Of course. Yeah. Definitely. And anyway, Stephen, you were wondering when the contest aired. Mm-hmm. November 18th, 1992. Okay, so that's, so that's three weeks away? two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I think that's in line with our next uh, What's the Deal With episode. But uh, no, can... the week before. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So we've got the muffin tops next week. Mm-hmm. So that's a fan request from Michael from England and Jeffrey from the United States. Both mm. requested it. Mm. So we're going to do it for you next week. Yep. And uh, yeah, next week it's uh, it's vacant. Okay. So maybe if you wanted to. That's well, what do you between think? now and then we should have a contest. <laughs> oh, not that kind of contest. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> Me dick. Imagine that. Imagine that. Like that would be the ultimate Seinfeldism. <laughs> we have a contest. Oh. We know each other well, but maybe not that well. Ten minutes later, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. You win, Stephen. Yeah, doesn't Kramer do that? He comes yeah, in and he puts like, some money within down ten the minutes. He's like, I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's all the Seinfeld news this week. Excellent. Good work, Stephen. When we come back, we're going to give you a bit of a plot synopsis about the robbery from season one, and we're going to get stuck into the secondary characters. So stay with us. You're listening to, but I don't want to be a secondary character. 
So the door was wide open? Wide open. <laughs> Where were you? I was at Bloomingdale's, waiting for the shower to heat up. Look, Jerry, I'm sorry. I'm. You have insurance, right, buddy? No. How can you not have insurance? Because I spent my money on the Clapco D29. It's the most impenetrable lock on the market today. It has only one design flaw. The door <laughs> must be closed! And welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be, a secondary character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary and minor characters of our much-loved show, Seinfeld. And you're with Stephen. And you're with Ivan. Hello. And uh, so far, we've gone through a bit of Seinfeld news, and uh, I'm going to hand it over to Ivan, and he's going to take you through a synopsis of the episode that we're doing this week, which is The Robbery, which is the third episode of season one. <laughs> First aired in the United States on June 7th, 1990. Goodness, I was like a toddler then. My God. Hmm. This was directed by Tom Sharones and written by Matt Goldman. And Stephen, this is the first episode, even though it was the third overall, where Larry and Jerry didn't write it. Yeah, it's and it's also one. the first episode to feature uh, Elaine. That's right. Uh, Jerry leaves Elaine to look after his apartment after heading to Minneapolis for a gig. She's relieved as she needs a break from her annoying roommate, Tina, unseen in this episode, but she appears later. In mm. season two, I believe, or later season one, and then season two. Is she the one that does the jungle dance? With, yeah, um, with Kramer. Yeah, with Kramer. that's right. And I love that. She's got like the red hair. Yeah, yeah. And it's got the howling like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she and she chews the gum. She's like Elaine. Yeah, she's annoying. Yeah, she is. We'll get to her eventually. Ah, we will. But she's unseen, so we can't really. No, not now. No, no, no. Elaine asks George to find her a new apartment in the meantime and then tries to convince Jerry to give her his apartment so she can get away from Tina. George offers to give Jerry another apartment, a two-bedroom, uh, with a garden and wood, and he's got to tip the guy who delivers the wood because he might deliver the What do you tip a guy? What do you tip a guy? Yep. Do I have to, who else does he have to tip? A gardener. Do I have to tip a gardener? Yeah. have to tip a gardener. Yeah, you have to tip a gardener. You can, and then Elaine goes, you can barbecue here every day. And yeah. then Jerry's like... How about the guy who delivers the coal? Is he the same guy? He's the same guy who delivers the wood. Oh, nah, I gotta tip him. <laughs> that that little scene in that in that apartment that Jerry was it, almost going to move into. It's good, isn't it? Well, it it felt like classic Seinfeld where yeah. they just where they just banter and almost bicker over these like nothing details yeah, about exactly. about nothing. Yeah, like pure. It's like pure. It's like it's almost the first time that the show is sort of. It's like its own essence is is presented. You can see this episode is obviously the catalyst for future ones. Yeah, you know? I think this is the one where it really kickstarted for sure. This, I know the stakeout was good, but yeah, you know, but it didn't it didn't really concentrate on you know what made the show really good. It felt more exactly. sitcommy, like yeah. classic sitcommy. Exactly. And then the first episode's just I don't know. It's, it's that's own. just classic sitcom. Yeah, I mean it's you know they're trying to establish characters and get the universe down and yeah, stuff, and they make course. a bunch of changes. But this you could really see the first signs of of the of what you know yep. became. The, the show you could see Larry and Jerry's writing exactly you, know, you could see the humor yeah 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 just the, the minutiae of life exactly that's it um but Jerry declines the offer for the two-bedroom apartment uh his apartment while he's away is robbed after Kramer leaves the front door open and Kramer vows to find the culprit who he later believes to be an Englishman from across the hall yep so he I said uh yo uh what about that stuff and what he, stuff? What stuff? Oh, case closed. Oh, case closed. Well, I'm going to go over there and get some tea. If I'm not back in five minutes, uh, <laughs> call the cops or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's English, he has tea. Right? Yeah. Of course. It's like the first sign of Kramer as well, sort of being a conspiracy theorist and just sus. Yeah. On someone and just having these like dumb ideas. But Michael Richards was still trying to find the character. Yeah. I reckon, he, I reckon the apartment was the episode where Kramer 
comes into his own. Yeah. I reckon the apartment in season two. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, he's not as zany in, in season one. Like, you see hints of it. Yeah. And he's more of just, he's more kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, he's weird. He's, he's absent-minded, too, for leaving the door open. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. But he's, he's just, he doesn't do the percussive responses and, like, just sort of over-the-top reactions. He's yeah. a bit more calm. A bit more calm, yeah. But he's still kind of just, he's an oddball. He's still an oddball, yeah. An yeah. odd neighbour, yeah, of course. Jerry eventually takes the new apartment and Elaine moves, well, she's about to move into his one. After believing that George may want the new apartment instead, and George gets pissed off about it, actually, uh, Jerry and George decide that neither of them want to move in anymore. And they have a coin toss, and later they play a game of odds and evens, or I think they call it shoots. I think that's the, the one they call yeah. it. Yeah, You know, where it's like best... Out of three, odds yep. and evens. Uh, I had no idea about the game until you sent me the Wikipedia article yeah. today, actually. Yeah, odds like, and oh, evens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. It must be an American pastime. Yeah, that was never part of our, our youth. Yeah. It was always just uh, uh, rock, paper, scissors. When you did coin tosses, was there ever interference? Did you call um, no interference? I can't remember. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it would have happened. I can't remember. But I think it's a fair rule. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you know when people like like saw losers play board games, they just kind of make up their own rules. Yeah, just so that they can't let the other person win. It's like it feels... I own all the hotels on on this street. Yeah, Monopoly. Or like you know, yeah, like when people play Monopoly, it's it's never an official rule that you put all of the um the money into the middle and you get it when you land on free parking. Yeah, but that's kind of this universal unofficial rule. But some people, if it means that they'll win, they'll say they'll sort of just flip on that just so that they can yeah. win. Like, that's what like, it feels I like with George. Yeah, exactly. Like, if there was no interference, George wouldn't have mentioned interference. No, of course not. But he just not, kind no. of, like, took advantage of it. Yeah, he tries so to he take advantage of the situation yeah, so just he so can he wouldn't lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, you just know. so he doesn't lose. Just yeah. a safe face. Yeah. And I bet you George didn't... I bet you he wanted the apartment. Yeah. But he probably didn't want it that much. No. He probably wanted it just to beat Jerry. Yeah, he only mm. wanted it because he couldn't have it now. The idea of him having it before he offered it to Jerry was like, eh, I'm a real estate agent. I've got, you know, I can... I've got tons of apartments. Yeah. But, um, well, not just, uh, you know, what, what money he earns, but just the fact that he's surrounded by potential apartments. Yeah, of course. Um, and you notice, like, with, the, you know, with the lane, you know, when George says, oh, there's this two-bedroom, there's this apartment in West 81st Street or whatever it was, mm. whatever the street is, um, you know, you notice, like, Elaine talks about it and then George goes, oh, Jerry, this is for you. Mm. You know, like, Elaine, you know, obviously learns less money than Jerry. Yeah. So it's out of Elaine's budget and George realises it. So he yeah. goes, oh, Jerry, this one's for you. You can do this, mm. you know. So you kind of, you, you can understand that there's a bit of a salary discrepancy between yeah. Jerry and Elaine. Obviously, Jerry's a up-and-coming comedian. He earns enough to afford a two-bedroom by himself. Yeah, and I mean, I think mm. at this stage, Elaine, she, her career is never stated. Ex- I mean, she's always either a she's writer or an publishing, editor. publishing, wasn't she? Yeah, episode? but she could have just been a copywriter and they're yeah. like sort of entry-level positions. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. and she needed a housemate. She couldn't afford to live on her no, own. No, she couldn't. And later on, when we speak about a couple of secondary characters, uh, yeah, they uh, they can... They end up moving into the apartment, yeah. the husband and wife. That's they're right. On a, they're on a dual income, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, the last bit about the episode. Uh, eventually takes the apartment, as I said, Jerry. Um, and, yeah, Jerry and George basically decide neither of them want to move in anymore after all that shenanigans. While still arguing about this at Monk's, a waitress named Carolyn, Anita Wise, overhears them and is offered the apartment. They're invited to her housewarming, which they're not enjoying. Mm. Yes. Yep. Other secondaries include, uh, he's credited literally as cop, uh, yeah. who says that they never find any stolen goods when Jerry's VCR and TV get nicked. Uh, he's played by Bradford English. Uh, James F. Dean, not the James Dean, <laughs> plays Carolyn's husband, Larry. And Kimberly Cates, she plays Carolyn's new neighbour, Diane the masseuse. Yep. 
and there's man one and man two. They're the uh, the two in the very final scene. Oh yeah, when they talk about he's got to move out and he's got to yeah. vacate the apartment, and so then they all turn around it? and say, "What's, what's the, the rent? rent?" Yeah, yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah, there you go. So why don't we talk about some secondary characters? Yeah, indeed. I couldn't find any trivia about this episode. Okay. Did you have anything? Um, let's see. There's nothing really. Uh, it's apparently the first episode to feature Kramer making a sliding entrance into oh, the yeah, apartment. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. 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 Um, which obviously became a um, a trademark of his. That's right. And apparently the idea for the episode was inspired by um, Jerry Seinfeld's own experience of his apartment being robbed when he was a student. Mm-hmm. Um, although in his experience, the door wasn't uh, left unlocked like Kramer. Uh, no, the door was left open. Wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. sorry. You remember, um, he's got that super advanced lock. Because remember, Kramer asked him, Gavin Shearer. So no, what does he say? The only design. The only design flaw, flaw is the that door. the door has to be closed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he loses it. He does. Um, yeah, but apparently, when um, Seinfeld was a student, they they didn't get in through an unlocked and an open door. Oh, the shit. burglars. Bro- this is this is a quote. Yeah. The burglars broke through the walls. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Did they like just knock a hole through the wall? You know, you see a guy walking around with a sledgehammer in New York, and yeah, you're like, just, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, as you do, and then okay. you smash down walls. Surely there's a, a an easier place to break into, yeah. but <laughs> no, you right. know, than a student's fucking room. Well, Jerry must have had something of value. I yeah, suppose. maybe he was a massive Jerry fan. Maybe stole his underwear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah, so. Crazy. Let's, like I said, let's talk about some secondaries. Okay. So I've got Carolyn first, the okay. waitress, played yep. by, an, uh, as I mentioned before, Anita Wise, mm. uh, known for, I've never heard of these before, Corpsing, mm-hmm. and uh, Bob Hope presents the Ladies of Laughter. Mm, yeah. Bob Hope. Bob Hope. So the first thing I thought was that she, I think she's new to the city. I think her and uh, Larry have just moved okay, yep. to New York. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense, you know, because she's a waitress, she's getting the part-time job. Yep. Maybe... You know, we'll talk about Larry in a tick, but Larry probably got a job transfer or maybe a promotion to another, the New York office, or maybe he just got a job yep. in New York. Yeah, yep. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And they seem pretty happy with the apartment. They, totally. they, they probably looked at other apartments and they thought, oh, the ones we can afford. You know, sometimes you go and you move and you look at places to rent or whatever mm. and you think, oh, I can't afford this. Yeah. And you look at this one and it's like, what's the rent? This. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah. For the same price or like 10 bucks more, I get like a courtyard or I get a balcony or I get a second bedroom. You know, it's like, whoa, okay. It's a bit more than I bargained for. Exactly. You know? And I mean, uh, Elaine, Jerry and George are all disappointed that they didn't get the apartment. Well, not Elaine. Well, Elaine say, was disappointed that she didn't yeah. get Jerry's apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's right. Um, yeah, so it was obviously a steal. Yeah, um, must have been. The, I mean, her as a person, I found her to be very sweet. Yeah, she is. Just, just nice. Yeah. Um, really whole, uh, like wholesome. Do you reckon the country girl? Um, Do you reckon they came from like the country or, or possibly another city? Well, my theory is that uh, her and Larry are basically Ned and Maud Flanders. <laughs> They're Except both... she doesn't die by getting hit by t-shirts. No, a t-shirt well, not, girl. not yet. Not yet. Maybe. <laughs> now that's in season four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my. my... And she's reincarnated as Susan, and then Susan dies. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> no idea. No. Um, I'm done. Okay. My dick. <laughs> I'm done. Your dick's done too, man. <laughs> In case you're wondering what the hell's going on in Seinfeld News, what was the name of them? The Michigan uh, something exploration. Let's exploration. I don't know. It was, the Michigan it, Economic Development Corp. Yeah, yeah. It was a part of Seinfeld News, and I, I abbreviated it as Medic. Me, well, first it was Medic. Medic, and then, and then it, I said Medic. 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 And now 
you know, uh, Bidwabask is presented by Stephen Ivan and Ivan's dick. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Okay. Okay. What's that slapping? That's just me, dick. Ah, uh, stop it. Anyway, family listens to this. <laughs> nah, doesn't you're gonna you're gonna be concerned about that now. Yeah. Yes. No. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're anyway, already, we're already 32 episodes in. We've said so many swear words and stuff. Who yeah. cares, right? It's we've already reached that point. Yeah, we've already, you know, we've already lowered ourselves. It's fine. And we've got lovely subscribers who tolerate us every week. So, yeah. You know, it's great. Yeah. Yep. If you're ever offended, get in touch with us. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll send you a photo of Ivan's dick. If you're... No, we won't. <laughs> no. If you're perpetually offended, let us know. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Love to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> Please subscribe. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, let's talk. Continue talking about Karen and Larry. My uh, theory, as I said, is that they're basically Ned and Maud Flanders, super wholesome. Adelio, oh, never know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the they're like hyper wholesome Christians. Okay. They're super polite, and my theory is that they um they met while doing missionary work in the South Pacific. Why the South Pacific? I don't know. I know Just that missionaries because. go there. Okay. You know, I know missionaries go like all over the world, but I don't know. I guess it's close to Australia okay. as well. Well, I went to see Book of Mormon yesterday okay. because it's playing in Melbourne now. And it's fantastic. Yeah, Mormon missionaries they go to Africa. Okay, maybe they went. Maybe they're Mormons and they went to Africa. Yeah, <laughs> like the Book of Mormon. Yeah, I mean, I didn't assign a, a specific religion to them, but I, I think, I just, I think yeah. they're, they're a religious couple and they met doing missionary work, whether they're yeah, Mormons or yeah. Christians or whatever. Because as soon as you mentioned missionaries, I thought, oh, Book of Mormon, like okay. oh my god. <laughs> so good. You gotta go see it. Yeah, I know. I've heard really good things. Amazing. Yeah. Um I also theorize that Larry is a teacher, which would be uh, in line with him being transferred. Maybe right. he's transferred to or maybe like a lecturer or like in education somewhere. Is it the uh the vest? Is it the the woolen sweater? Yeah. Gives it away, you think? Yeah, I think he's just he's just a dork. <laughs> he's a dork. Like he seems very lovely. Yeah. But he's just like a dork. You know who who uh, he reminds me of? Do you remember Elaine's episode boyfriend Carl from the Smelly Car? Mm-hmm. Remember we did the Smelly Car? Mm. Early in season one. Yep. Um, he reminds me of Carl. Okay. But like Carl, the way, no, but the way Carl, he dresses, we, though. But we talked about Carl. Like, he was a bit more cool. Like, no, he's he had, more like, cool. Art yeah, that's stuff, right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, I think we said maybe he worked in the music industry or maybe. Like something, or something bit, along the lines of yeah, that. Yeah, I, like, I get what you mean. I like mean, in terms dress, of his attire. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like, sort of like a short sleeve collared shirt, yeah. a vest, pant, like chinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. I can see that. But yeah, I think Larry's a bit more of a dork than Carl. Carl's a bit more. Suave and yeah, stuff. Larry's just a dog. Yeah, I don't think Elaine would go out with Larry. No, but she would go out with Carl because you know he's cool and shit. Of course, well, she didn't go out with Carl. That's what I mean. No, I was like, thinking of moving in together. That's it. Mm-hmm. But you know, her hair, her hair yeah. fucked it up. <laughs> did you have any? I I basically hijacked Karen and Larry. Did you have anything about them? Ka- no, nah, nothing. Nothing else. Carolyn and Larry. Yeah, very wholesome couple, and uh, they're stoked that they can afford a two bedroom in New York City. Yeah, who'd have thought? Yeah, good yeah. start for them. Good start. You know, they've indeed. just moved to the city. You know, Probably and they're already start a family. Who knows? That's it. That's what happens. Yep, and uh, they're already you know paying not much rent in a really good location. Is it half a block back from the park? Yeah, something that's what like they that. said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, cool. and and Larry comments on going to the park every day. He's already lost weight. weight. He's lost weight. He yep. barbecues every night. That's it. Fabulous. He's not going to lose much weight if he's barbecuing every night. <laughs> oh well, he can just go for a run after. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. He shouldn't run on a full stomach. Hopefully, mm. he runs before. Yeah. Hopefully you do that, Larry. Fingers crossed, Larry. Common sense. <laughs> a guy from 17 years ago. We're giving him advice. Yeah. 27 years ago. Oh, 20, oh Jesus. <laughs> 20, oh, shit, it is too. 27 years ago. All right. Well, why don't we talk about uh, Diane, Diane, their friend. Diane, yes. 
their well their their neighbour and yep. presumably friend. That's right. Yeah, played by Kimberly Cates, uh, known as playing an actress in well, she actually played an actress as an actress mm. uh, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as one of the princesses. That, oh yeah, that's right. Yep, and uh, Highway. Okay, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know what, know what Highway is, but no. Bill and Ted. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, who cares about the rest? Bill and Ted was yeah. one of the princesses. That's right. Yeah. She's royal. Uh, uh, she was going to marry one of the royal ugly dudes. Oh, that's right. Royal and then ugly Bill and Ted dudes. and um, oh, what's what's there? Uh, Rufus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he saves them from the royal ugly dudes. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, she she's a masseuse. Yeah. You know she um, and that has references to um the episode where Jerry's one of Jerry's later girlfriends is a masseuse. Yeah. So that's kind of like a yeah. And like Jerry his. Jerry is pissed off when um. And even George, too. Yeah, yeah. Like George, but, you see George the way he stares at her? Yeah. He's like, oh, hello. Yeah, you but know. if you look at Jerry, he's just like, oh, this is the worst. This is the worst, aren't yeah. it? Yeah. When, um, when Karen tells Jerry or tells all of them that Diane's a masseuse, Jerry's just like, oh, yeah, he's like, what have you give done, me a George? break. I yeah. Um, I noticed that she seems to show a slight attraction to George. To George, mm. okay. Mm. The way I like she the, looks like at the body him. language, yeah? Yeah. Or is it because she was like, two feet from him maybe <laughs> that's pr- that's probably a good point yeah anyway okay yeah we'll, we'll go with this yeah. yeah okay so she's got a slight attraction to george maybe all right yeah she likes short stocky bald men yep she yeah. might be um you know in line with marissa tomei oh yeah you know i also theorize that she does uh, you know she's a full-time masseuse yeah i reckon she massages at her apartment yeah that makes like sense a, maybe a second bedroom because if you think about most apartment blocks all the apartments are the same yeah so it'd be bedroom. a two bedroom configuration you'd think exactly yeah, so yeah, I reckon yeah. she lives on her own yep. but her spare bedroom is her um, you know where she works that makes sense yep and uh, on the side and this is kind of you know similar to you I was thinking of you mm-hmm. um, on, the, on the side as a side hustle she does uh, voiceover work but for like relaxation tapes voiceover work huh yeah for like relaxation tapes oh that's that's a, an oddball theory okay well if you listen to her voice mm-hmm. um, like I always associate like yoga massage meditation relaxation like it's all kind of under the same umbrella so she does her own like VHS tapes yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. yep yep cool um, yeah not not her own like sort of instructional videos but she would be paid to do voiceover work but yeah. for relaxation like imagine you're in a pond and blah blah oh, wow. I don't know. okay that's that I wouldn't I didn't go that far but okay that, yeah. that's, that's good yeah, yeah I yeah, mean her yeah. voice is quite relaxing it so. is relaxing yeah Yeah. why nice. not get paid for it why not could she yeah. be a model as well or no just a masseuse she's very attractive yeah but she's a masseuse I, I don't know it's you know She's a model as well. It's official. She's it's a model. official. She's a model. She, she's anything. She's an astronaut, a firewoman. She, she, she does can it do all. whatever she wants. Yep. She's amazing. She's a handy woman. Diane, number one secondary character. Oh, yeah. She's my number Calling one. It now. She beats George Steinbrenner. Yeah. <laughs> and, and mum and pop. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine her as George Steinbrenner, <laughs> like like yelling, but in like this really relaxed, monotone voice. Now, George Costanza, sit back and relax. Where's my calzone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, eggplant. Deep. The meeting's cancelled. Again, I've just. Uh, uh, You've got all the notes tonight, buddy. This, yeah, is, this is all. This is all on you. I'm just. I'm me. just the side character. Okay, you're I'm a secondary the, I'm character. The, I'm the secondary character in this I'm, episode. I'm the core four. You are. Why don't we talk about the cop? The cop. Yeah. Okay. So he's played by Bradford English. Uh, I think with him, he's. You know, he's just. He's. He, he doesn't take his job too seriously. No. And obviously, he's familiar. Like in, it's raining again too. By the way, in case you're wondering. <laughs> This is this is uh, one of we're actually having in the background one of Diane's uh, tapes. 
yes. relaxation tapes yeah. in the rain. Yeah, imagine her <laughs> voice over a rainy soundtrack. You would be so relaxed so quickly. You're cuddled up in bed. Exactly. The blankets. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think I think the cop, well, he doesn't have a name. I think, you know, he sees this all the time, you know, because especially New York at the height of the 80s and the 90s was like the crime capital of America, yeah? Yeah. Like a lot of murders and robberies and mm. assaults and all that stuff. So he's probably seen it all. Yeah, you know he's probably he, he he probably attends to like twenty of these a day. Yeah, he comes know. across as if he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and he he's writes just the going report. Going through the motions. Yeah, he writes the report. Like even Jerry alludes to it in his. You know he does like the the halfway through the show he does like a skit. Yep. and he talks about the report. Yeah, you know, call the police. Yeah, they do the report. Yeah, I'm gonna call the police. I'm gonna call the police. Yeah, you know it's, he's it's like stakeouts, manhunts. Yeah, I'm gonna see some real action. Yeah, here. exactly. And then you know it's a VHS and a TV, which would have been valuable at the time. Yeah, you know it would have been expensive, but. The, and know, he stole it, his answering machine too. Oh, his answering machine. Yeah. So the crook, oh, the crook's going to return my calls, and the yep. cop doesn't get it. He's like, no, what? he just he just chews his gum obnoxiously. It's just like, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? Do yeah. you do you ever find anything? No, no, <laughs> no we don't. No, just, no. I like how he's straight up. I appreciate his honesty. Like, yeah, he's not sort of you know. He's not giving him false hope. No, no, like, no. Do you ever find anything? No. Yeah, no. Nah. He doesn't even make eye contact with Jerry. He just goes, no. Nah. No, no. He nah. just knows. Because like I said, he attends to this all the time. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. yeah. You had a funny theory uh, which links to another Seinfeld episode. Yeah. So um, before I mention that, I just I, I think he's wearing a toupee. All right. His hair looks like he's wearing a toupee. Like not, I think the that's actor the actor's, a toupee. No, I think that's the actor's real hair. Okay. But it could pass as a toupee. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, I he obviously doesn't give a shit. He chews mm. a lot of gum. No. Um, and I think five years later he was in the same position that he's in in this episode. In 1995, he was still the same level of cop. Yeah, I'm guessing the just beat a cop. Beat cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when in 1990, when this episode was uh, was aired, I think his partner was Catherine from the beard. From the beard. Melrose Place cop. Exactly. Oh. So she's a sergeant in that episode. She she's been promoted. Last exactly. Five years, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and we talk about her sort of ranking and her her duties a lot in that episode. Um, the, sound, I, the sound of rain sounds gorgeous, doesn't it? It's nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very therapeutic. I think Diane would have something to say about that. Absolutely. Yep. You wish she was your neighbour, huh? For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't sure. uh, be opposed. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, Catherine and Cobb. He doesn't have a name. No, he's, he's called Cobb. No. Nope. Yeah. I reckon they were partners and, uh, you know, she was a bit more, um, what's the word? Uh, motivated, more motivated to go up in the ranks. Yeah, you know, instead of giving out tickets and yeah, you know, you know, and arresting low-level thugs. Yeah, she to do something a bit yeah. more. Yeah, she knew that that was what she had to do to get to where she wanted to go. That's right. But um, yeah, I think cop just doesn't care. No, yeah, he's all over it. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think you know, if we're we're talking about the same universe, I reckon they're related. Nice. Sure. Cool. All right. So, do you have notes on Man 1 and 2? I do. All right. Go for it. Do you? No. <laughs> do you have anything on the cop? Nah. Do you have anything on anyone? No, I had, I had a bit on the cop, but I've got nothing on Man 1 and 2. No. Okay. I, I just think that they're just executives. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, uh, Man 1 uh, was the the African-American man on the left. He's yeah. played by David Lloyd Blackwood. Um, he's a Canadian artist. Oh, right. Cool. I don't think he has many acting credits. Okay. Uh, and Man 2 was played by George C. Sims. He's an actor. Um, he was in Legally Blonde 2. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. And a movie called Colorblinded. All right. Don't know that one. Cool. Um, I agree that they were both executives. All right. I think they both work in the same industry. Okay. My theory about Man 1 is that he's a record producer. Oh, yeah. And Man 2... Like funk, jazz yeah, kind of just, stuff. I, I don't know. I didn't pick a genre. Right. But I think he works in the music industry as a producer. All right. Yep. 
more on the creative side than the business side. Okay. Yep. Whereas Man Two is a music executive. He works for a record company because yeah. he says that he's got to leave New York. And he's got a, I don't know if he says a, like a city or a place. Yeah, he's got to vacate the, yeah, he's got to leave the apartment, yeah. Yeah, because he, he mentions that he's got to, at the start of the month, he's got to like restructure something. Or Music, like, huh? Yeah, okay. and I, th- I think, uh, you know, th- he works for a major label and he's got okay. to re- restructure a major label. I just picked him as just executives. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's probably a, maybe like a, not a CEO, but maybe he's like an upper management in a corporation and he's got to go to another site you know yeah. another office to do something there's probably some work he's got to take care of for a yep. couple of months yep you know that, that, that was my thing yeah, yeah. I, di- I didn't go specifically into music or any other industry i just said he's probably upper management why not yeah well to be perfectly honest this episode didn't offer a lot uh no. for the secondary characters we're really to trying to squeeze on. blood out of a stone aren't we yeah yeah <laughs> um, so i just i i, I was a bit <laughs> more um, a short episode guys yeah yeah i was a bit more um you know uh, what's the word you were just trying to find yeah, I just kind of find I just kind of like made a bit more stuff up. That's mm, all right. Know, but well, that's what we're here for. A lot of it, you know, for Bidwell Basque, a lot of it's headcanon from us. That's well. true. That's true. And if there's any ever any other theories from characters, uh, we'd love to hear them, you know, different hy- hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's all I had about any of the secondary characters. Do you have anything else? No, that was it for me. All right, well, why don't we take a break and we'll come back and we'll go through our top 10 lists each week and uh, we'll talk about some Seinfeldisms. That sounds good. You're on, but I don't want to be a secondary character for season one, episode three. The robbery. Let's see, that's uh, one TV, stereo, one leather jacket, a VCR, and a computer. Is that about it? Answering machine. Answering machine. Well, I hate the idea of somebody out there returning my calls. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's a joke. I see. <laughs> well, Mr. Seinfeld, uh, we'll look into it and uh, we'll let you know if we, you know, if we find anything. You ever find anything? No. Welcome back, guys. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we've been talking about Season 1, Episode 3, The Robbery, and some secondary characters, including Carolyn, Larry, Cop, and Man 1 and 2. You can tell, uh, and Diane as well, you can tell with the older episodes that, you know, some of the characters don't even have real names. It's just Cop. Yeah. Janitor. You know. (laughs) I'm curious, actually, uh, where did you pick up uh, Carolyn's name? Did you pick it up on IMDb or Wikipedia? Uh, I found it. it? I found it on IMDb. Okay. Yeah, I think think Larry mentions it. Doesn't Larry say, oh, Carolyn and I are happy? Yeah. As well? It's it's mentioned when they're they're at the household. Yeah, yeah, they mention that too. But I heard it as Karen. So I just didn't. I just oh, didn't check no, on IMDb. I, I confirmed it was Carolyn. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's fine. No, I just. Good. I just didn't. Didn't see it anywhere. That's yeah. All. No, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All, all well and good. Well, why don't we get through our uh, top ten list? So every week we uh, go through top ten secondary characters that we've reviewed so far that's on right. the pod, mm-hmm. um, and we will be soon putting up um, a top twenty because we, as we go on, we talk about more and more characters. Yeah. And we feel it's unfair to some, you know, like really great characters who might come in at eleven or twelve. Yeah, and then they get they knocked kind of, off, and we they never kind of just them. disappear. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but they're just they're just like they're just the, in there at the cusp of the top 10 yeah and we just want to keep them in there so yeah, uh, yeah. so anyway shall you begin with your top 10 um well mine hasn't changed this week um none of the you know i did i did like the secondary characters in this episode yeah me um, too especially considering none of them are in you know they're not really part of the plot except in the final act obviously karen um you know being the person who gets the apartment kind yeah. of drives the, the the third act drives the third act yeah yeah um, and then there's two executives in the back yeah as well and then yeah Larry, yeah, they yeah. Really, i mean really they just fun. set up the the final line That's really it, really but yeah. but none none of the secondary characters are really sort of super involved okay. in, in the in the um in the in the plot but mm-hmm. um you know considering they all had really limited screen time i thought they're all pretty strong yeah cool. and considering it's a third episode 
Yeah. Um, you know, of the whole series. Mm, I know. Um, it really yeah. got got it going, didn't it? Yeah, especially yeah. with the secondary characters. So mm-hmm. none of them made my top ten or even top twenty. Not, I was going to ask none you. Of them, yeah, yeah. None of them. You know, if they were elaborated on, or if there were less secondary characters, and one of them was, say, Jerry's girl, if Diane was, say, Jerry's girlfriend, yeah, and she had, know, like, if she, if she, she moved wasn't in, just like a one-dimensional character, yeah, if she know? moved in, if if Jerry moved in, and Diane was the the masseuse neighbor, yeah, and they got together, mm. and maybe even she was in the next episode or something yeah, like that, like Vanessa, yeah, or yeah. you know, even if Jerry didn't move in, but he got a number and they went out on a date, and she had like a weird quirk, or yeah, you know, exactly. like classic, yeah, classic, dynamic, classic Seinfeld, yeah, yeah, um, you know, maybe potential, but there there was just not enough for any mm. of them to jump in yeah. the list. So yeah. I won't go through my top 10. My number one is Alton Bennis, Elaine's dad, who we covered in our first, uh, sorry, our second ever What's the Deal With uh, episode way back uh, in season one, episode 10. We covered all the Seinfeld, the core four's parents. That's right. Um, but if you want to listen, I believe I went through them last week. So go through them. Go for it. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah for me, uh, yeah, no no one in the top 10 or 20 for me. Like good characters, but yeah. obviously it was so, like you said, so early on in the piece, yep. you know, they, the characters weren't as fleshed out. Yeah, and you none know. of the characters had enough screen time, really. No. Like, you know, they're all in it for a minute, except um, mm. except Carolyn. But, but, they're all but, in it for yeah. a minute or less. But I have mentioned before that for me, secondary characters don't have to be in it for like two episodes. Okay, they can just have like like for example, I have in my top ten Mary Cantati from mm. the Baby Shower. She's only in one scene. That's so true. She nails it. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. but I feel like it. Like none of these ones in the robbery really made a punch, like an impact. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, nah, they're pretty forget forgettable characters, but no, fun nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously, none in my top ten, none in my top twenty. Uh, I didn't mention my top ten last week, but I'll mention them now. Uh, number ten, Bob and Ray, aka Cedric from the Soup Nazi and the Puerto Rican Day. Uh, number nine, Lloyd Braun. Number eight is Meryl from The Wife, Courtney Cox. Number seven, Mary Cantardi, as I mentioned before, from The Baby Shower. Uh, number six is Bookman from The Library. Number five is Newman. Number four, Susan. Number three, The Soup Nazi. Number two, Frank Costanza. And number one, controversially, but it's my thing, so whatever, George <laughs> Steinbrenner. Mm. We did a What's the Deal with the Yankees staff a couple of weeks ago. I finally uh, adjusted to that. Yes, I know. It took you a while. Yep. took you a couple of weeks. And we got some uh, fan mail who... They, you know, told me to reconsider my outlook on life. And stuff. Yeah, so, you know. pretty harsh, but yeah, yeah. harsh, but that's all right. Them's the breaks, mate. Them's yeah. the breaks. Bit of pill. That's it. Indeed. Indeed. Where does this episode fall in your order of episodes we've reviewed so far? Yes. So out of twenty-six episodes, not including the what's the deals, of course, or what's the deal with, rather, uh, out of twenty-six, number sixteen. Okay. Yeah, I thought the robbery was, you know, it was definitely laid the foundations for what Seinfeld would become, mm. and yeah, I really enjoyed uh, the bickering between Jerry and George. Yeah, I, I liked. When when Elaine came in, there was like three the three way dynamic, mm. you know, because Jerry wanted it. Like he he kind of wanted the two bedroom, but then he didn't. Then George really wanted it, and then Elaine wanted Jerry's apartment if yep. he moved. You know, so that dynamic was good, and I love the 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 bickering, you know, and I love when George and Jerry try and fight for the apartment. Mm. It's very like it's very basic stuff, but I, I really enjoyed but, it. But but I mean, now that I think about it, as you're describing it, I'm sort of going through the episode in my head. It's it's almost like. It doesn't like the the dynamic between George, Jerry, and Elaine and Kramer. Yeah, doesn't really alter much throughout the rest no, of the, 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 eight, the, the eight seasons. No, like, you don't, no, no, I mean, doesn't. you know, like the main plot is about George and Jerry. There's sort of a competition or a bit of tension between them. Elaine is driving a, a you know, her own kind of plot, but it still ties in the main plot. That's right. And Kramer's just off off, off in the side until he, do, he, gets, he does some yeah. stuff. Yeah, and but then later on the he gets his own plot. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's pretty normal. Yeah, where it's like, you know. George and Jerry are the main. Elaine's kind of below in terms yeah. of screen time and impact. And Kramer's just, you know, part of the core four, but he's not mm. as usually not as prominent. But that would change in later seasons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it yeah. does change up a bit, but that's that's the that's 
mostly what it sticks to. And I think this is the first episode where we see George's neurotic tendencies. Yeah. You know, like you see George as like a compulsive guy who, you know, he has to have everything at all costs. Yeah. Even if it costs him his friendship, he wants that apartment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just wants to win. Yeah. He wants to highly win. insecure. Yeah. He's insecure and he's been a loser his whole life. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And, and you know, he rages when he goes to the bathroom. He yeah. sort of accepts loss. Why did I pick two? Yeah. I mean, that's classic George where he, <laughs> yeah. just, he just loses his shit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I thought it was a good episode. And, and, you know, season one, I've always said, you know, hasn't most of the episodes haven't aged too well, hmm. um, but I think this one was an exception. Okay, I think it's good. So yeah, number sixteen out of twenty six, not bad. The best one from season one that I've ranked out of two. Okay, <laughs> so, it's like uh, <laughs> yeah. How about yourself? Uh, so this came in at number eight. Oh, top ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you do love the older episodes. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, from number eight up, we have the outing, mm-hmm. um, the subway, the apartment, the pony remark, the baby shower, the stakeout, and uh, the limo. Yeah, so far. And my top 10, the library, from 10 to 1, the library, the smelly car, the Jimmy, the limo, the pony remark, the Hamptons, Bizarro Cherry, Soup Nazi, Puffy Shirt, the outing. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Now, Seinfeldisms. Uh, Do you have any this week? Yeah, well, you actually gave me the middle finger. (laughs) And you you put it on your your forehead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the Seinfeld episode where um, George thinks that the waitress is giving him the finger. Yeah, I think it's like a later season. Yeah, season seven or eight. Maybe, yeah. 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 And and he gets her to point at the menu... And, and she points, and with, she the points with the middle finger. Oh, did yeah. you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of happened unintentionally. It did. Yeah, you just gave yeah. me the finger. Just, I just generate Seinfeldisms. You just had enough of my dick, and then you just gave me the finger. Yep, my dick. Mm-hmm. The Michigan Exploration <laughs> Die Diety Corporation. Yep. I don't know how that's it. You I nailed it. it was. Yeah, you nailed it. What's your Seinfeldism? Well, it's kind of. I really like. Uh, this is really pushing it, uh-huh. but whatever. Um, I feel like George, you're Jerry. Like you've got a really clear cut, interesting, fun <laughs> Seinfeldism that just happened. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Right. Just because I want to be included. So through the week, um, I was talking to a friend who told me her cat's name is, uh, sorry, her housemate's cat's name is Susan. Oh, no. Um, I knew that her friend, I've never met her. I knew that her friend was a Seinfeld fan. And oh, I asked her, I'm like, oh, you know, was it named after Susan Ross? And she said, no, it's named after another Susan. Okay. Um, and I said, no, no, I think it's named after Susan Ross. And I yeah. said to her that that is that that's 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 reality now. I just yeah. like that's that's what it is. Yeah. Just even just, if it isn't, yeah. I, for the sake of me having a Seinfeldism, that's that that happened. Yeah. Yep. I know. Yeah. Well, just just give the cat a poisoned envelope and uh, see what happens. Oh, I don't think I want to poison cats, but okay. Yeah. Uh, he she's gone. Getting a bit dark this episode. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah. Oh, you want to go get coffee? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. It's just a cat. <laughs> you want to go get coffee? <laughs> uh, actually, I watched The Invitations last night. It's a good episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. George. That just, that just adds another... On top of the thousands of dynamics he has, that just adds... That, 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 that makes reckon, him a complete arsehole. I reckon that's his most, like... Cold moment. Just, yeah. His coldest Probably moment. Probably the coldest of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Out of anyone, yeah. 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 Just the fact that he just... Like he he doesn't even pretend to be upset. He's no. in a bit of shock. Yeah, I love. But he's just yeah. like, oh, okay. I love yeah. in the finale when the doctor confesses mm. and he says, he, "I describe it as restrained jubilation." Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He's yeah. kind of like happy, but kind of like, oh, I better hold it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he feels very relieved. Relieved, like yeah. a weight has been lifted. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, he's a piece of shit. He is. God, man. I love him. I love him too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another week of, but I don't want to be a secondary character. So thank you again for listening. Yeah, and thank you. We really appreciate it as always. Indeed. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we are on social media. Our handle is at Bidwabask. 
Um, we have an email address as well, bidwabaspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are available on iTunes uh, for rating and reviewing uh, and listening and subscribing and all the other ings uh, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And we do have a website as well, uh, bidwabas.com. Sure do. Yep. So thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next week yep. for the Muffin Tops. Yes, I'm Stephen. I'm Ivan, and, at the, and this is our 14th episode of Season 2. Next week is our 15th. Yes, the Muffin Tops. Indeed. Fan request from Jeffrey from the US, Michael from England. Thanks, fellas. Looking forward to it. All right, see ya. See ya. See ya.